0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Performer Talks. I'm your host, Bethany Unwin. And before we get started with today's episode, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who's gone over to iTunes and left us a review, and anyone who shared our podcast on social media our aim is to reach as many performers as possible, making the arts accessible to everyone by providing free information for performers. If you haven't already and you love our episodes, please do head on over to iTunes and leave us a review or share us and tag us on social media at The Perform Journals to show your support. Thank you so much and let's get on with the episode. In this episode, I wanted to tell you about one of my industry pet peeves. Now, The whole reason I'm doing these kind of episodes is to highlight things in the industry that personally annoy me, (laughs) that I would like to see changed. I want to make performers aware of them so that they can also make positive change within the industry. Um... So these are just some of my personal things, they're not going to apply for everyone, some people won't be that bothered about some things, some people will be more bothered about certain topics, some people may have an entirely different opinion to me and that is absolutely okay. I'm not the most outspoken person, I'm not the um, biggest when it comes to confrontation, I normally avoid drama at all costs and for years I was always taken as a pushover which you know, I can be at times but only because 99.9% of the time like I say I don't like drama so I just let things go but there is that other time when it's something I feel passionately strong about that I think needs to change that if I don't stand up for it nothing will get better and that may affect other people as well so if there is something like that then I will 100% call it out. If it's just affecting me, I'm not really too bothered. You can say what you like. I'm ginger. I've got thick skin. Um, I'm really not that fussed when it comes to me. I'm really not that bothered. But the other time, when something needs to be changed, that's when I stand up and say that that's not okay. And that's kind of what I'm doing with these um, pet peeve episodes. I thought the former talks was the right um media form to get these things out and maybe help create a bit of change in the industry or at least healthy debates um about certain topics within the industry if there's anything you feel you don't agree with you can always dm me at the performer journals i would love to have a chat with you and see what you think um but for me this was like the best way of getting it out and hopefully making performers aware so that they're safe and know everything that's going on. So my first thing today is going to be about the power of bad teaching. Now, bad teaching makes me literally want to heave. Um, (laughs) You know, I've seen a lot of teachers, I've worked with a lot of teachers, I've been taught by a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of teachers, Um, you know, and some of them have been exceptional and have really changed me. and made me grow, and some have done the exact opposite. So I'm just going to talk about these things quite quickly, because um, I don't want to ramp forever, but at the same time, I feel like something needs to be said on this. So bad teaching. If you are paying for teaching, make sure you're getting good value. And by that, I mean a qualified teacher. With a qualification of some form that says they are qualified to teach whatever area of the industry they're in, make sure they've got a qualification. Bottom line, they need to have a DBS, they need to have safeguarding and they need to have first aid. For me, them four things are huge and if you're considering yourself a professional teacher and don't have those four things, I would really worry that you didn't know what you've gotten yourself in for. Those four things are fundamental and before I take class with anyone, they would be the first things I would check. Are they qualified? Did they have a DBS and safeguarding and first aid? If not, I'm not sure they're going to teach me in the safest way. Um, I'm not sure they're going to teach me safe things. So they're the four things that I would recommend you find out if a teacher has got before you take class with them and before you pay them to have class. Now, West End credits are insane, amazing, phenomenal, amazing achievements. I'm so happy for anyone that's been and done this. But a West End qualification, well, a West End credit, does not mean you have a qualification in teaching. Not all performers are great teachers. It's a completely different skill. It's a completely different discipline. While they may be an outstanding performer that does not automatically mean they're going to be an outstanding teacher. Very different skill. And I've seen a lot recently on social media of people saying, I've been in the West End, I've been in this show and this show and this show, I'm free to teach. And schools are biting their arm off. But at no point in that have they said that they are qualified and that they're a good teacher. They've said that they've done these amazing things, which credit to them are phenomenal but that doesn't mean they're going to be a good teacher. And same with dance schools. Dance schools will post, are looking for anyone in the West End to do a workshop. You're looking for anyone? I mean, I'm sure they're going to be amazing. and going to teach you some amazing routines from the show. But are they going to be an amazing teacher? Are they going to break the choreography down in the right way? Are they going to support and enable students and encourage them? Like, just because they have that, doesn't mean that they're going to be a good teacher. So I think for me, that's a huge thing. Um, and especially with some of these big names now in the industry, you know, I'm not going to name any because that's just not fair. But there are some big names in the industry that I don't think that people would kill to have class with. But I sometimes I look at the things that they do and I just don't think you're missing much, which is why I'm making this kind of content so that people can be aware of what a good teacher really is, and it's not a name, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I'm going to get onto that in a minute a bit more, but that's the main thing. Um, I saw another thing on social media recently, which was a page put up about bad teaching, exactly what I'm talking about, saying, you know, how bad it can be, I totally agree with that, um, but they also said you know, don't learn from anyone who's a similar age to you because someone of a similar age is not going to have much to teach you. And that I find really confusing and it's not really fair to say that actually because we all are different people. We're not all going to learn from the same teacher. We all relate to different people in different ways. We understand things from different people because they have learned it in a different way. So if someone is younger and is just starting out, but they've got experience, they've got all the right qualifications, why is someone not going to learn from that? If they've got experience and qualifications, but just because they're not a bit older, why is someone not going to learn from them? In fact, they might learn more from them because they can relate to that age of the person, and they bring in their teaching skills, and they're a stronger teacher, than a person who's older. There are some phenomenal teachers that are older. There's some phenomenal teachers that are younger. It doesn't matter about what age you are. It matters about your teaching level and your skill. So I would ignore things like that personally. um, But I would advise that you do look for people who are good teachers. Um, And with this thing about social media, um, I've seen a lot of videos recently and there's many teachers that do this they pick out a student who's done amazing and they film them and they put them up on social media great but recently I've seen loads of people highlighting these students and then they're just in and out of the video all the time getting in the dancers or performers way like literally getting in their way shouting counts at them like doing bits behind them if you want to highlight someone because they've done amazing, why get in their way? Why shout things at them? Why then put your highlight that you were putting on a student onto you? At the end of the day, teachers should be investing in your training, not in their own ego. And there are some big names who do things like this, and I just wanna make it very clear that encouragement can be done off camera. They don't need to be in that video to prove anything. Yeah, if they're a good teacher, they don't need to be doing that. They should make the student the highlight. If they wanna highlight that student, fair enough. That's a great way for them to get seen. But I don't think it's fair for them them to jump in and out the video. The training is for the performer. If you're trying to highlight that you're a good teacher, show your work, which is your performer, the person that you've invested in not yourself you know it's important to yes if you know for business reasons get yourself marketing talking filming you you know the whole class of you breaking down the choreography talking to students fine but if you're gonna highlight a student for the amazing work they've done don't then get yourself in that's not investing in them that's investing in you so that's something i think needs to change and soon Um, and I don't think many people are aware of it but it obviously shows to me as a teacher um, and as a performer that that's not investing in in the training, in the person, that's investing in yourself. Um, So that's something I've seen And also with the highlighting thing, I think it's great at an industry level because, you know, auditions happen and, you know, it could really show someone and someone might see it and they might get a job from it. So that's great. I think albeit highlight them when they're like at that industry level. But I've seen people highlighting like six, seven, eight year olds. I just don't think that's very fair. It's they're not going to be the finished article. There's going to be other people the similar age that have got school and that are trying to balance school and creative work that haven't had as much training, but are working just as hard. And at that age to try and justify why they've been picked out and you haven't is a horrendously tough thing. Not all six year olds go out auditioning and want to be sent to stage. Some six year olds do it because they just love what they do you know, and that goes up and up and up. Like teenagers are going into adolescence, right? They've got a really hard time ahead of them. It's really tough trying to balance school and GCSEs and your career and what you want to do. And you've got all these other things, a million and one other things going on. There's so much pressure when you're at school and then you just go and want to take a class and there's people being picked out that have gone off and done loads of training or had very different routes to you. And yet you're being compared and there's favouritism there. I don't think that should happen until we're at least at industry level. So I'm talking people who are going out to work, like the advanced intermediate classes. They should be the ones that, yes, you can pick out students from. But I just don't think it's fair any younger than that. Yeah, OK, it might make the person that's picked out feel good. But that's it. At that age, people come to train. So I make sure that my students are getting training from me not being showcased on my social media. If someone does my work and shares it on social media, I will reshare their post if they've tagged me in it um, because it's about them and they wanted to show that. But I'm not going to pick people out and film different people and, you know, it it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel authentic to me as a teacher um, to do that. I just, I just don't think it's really fair. Um... And the last thing that I think, you know, from me being a student and me having loads of teachers is teachers that let everything affect their teaching. So whether that be their personal opinion of you, what class they've just had straight before that maybe annoyed them, and they come in and they approach you with the same thing. For me, as a teacher, it's really important that I leave whatever's just happened at the door and I come in and I invest in my students that have paid to be there, that want to learn from me, that want to develop. They are my focus and if they're working hard, I've got no qualms with them. If they can't do something, it might be frustrating, but we'll do it a hundred times. If they're working hard, I am not going to back off and let them, you know, deal with it on their own. I'm not going to give them a hard time about it. It's one of those things. We're human. We're not going to get it right every time. I'm never going to discourage someone or abandon them, even if they push me away. If they're working hard, then I'll do my absolute utmost for them. Because working hard is the most valued thing for me. You know, you can do eight turns. You can do ten box jumps in a row. You can do your splits. You can, you know, do all these amazing things. Great. You're talented. But that don't mean nothing if you can't work hard. And I think that's a huge thing for me that's always been one of my core values. Um, So I'm one of those people that value hard work, not talent. We all have different journeys. We all have different abilities. We're not all built in the same way. We're not all going to have the same amount of training. So for me, hard work is what it's all about. And I think any teacher who values hard work is going to be a great teacher to go with because they're going to invest in you the same amount that you're investing in yourself. At the end of the day, getting good teaching will challenge you and not overwhelm you. Good teachers will allow you to feel safely vulnerable rather than making you vulnerable. There's a big difference. Good teachers will remember that they're teaching humans in a performing arts class, not just training a performer. A great teacher is present in your training, not a presence. In your training. And a great teacher is constructive and not destructive. A good teacher will get the best out of you, not only as a performer, but as a person. And that is my whole belief system with teaching. They're humans first before they're performers. And you've got to approach it that way. Basically, that's end of rant. But <laughs> that is my first pet peeve. Please, if you're going to invest in teaching, invest in great teaching so that you can also be great, so that you can progress, that you're getting value for money, that you're getting the right training, being taught in a safe way and being taught safe things. Um, That is all I care about. And I just wanted to open people's eyes up to that um, a bit today. So I hope that this, while it was a rant, it was still a useful rant if you did enjoy this episode please go ahead to iTunes and leave us a review I would love to know what your thoughts were on this episode and if you liked it um I will do more because I've got many of these (laughs) up my sleeve um thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen I've been your host Bethany Owen and this has been Performer Talks